The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. Hear the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town Sometime Rich, we came from the ATL. We are live again. Another Tuesday, another great day out here in Arizona, although we're global. I got my guys with me, Coach B. What's the word? Coach B, head coach of the uh, Steel Hawks. So we're getting into some of that. Um, right, I can tell you right now, the way he's sounding, this might be a quick one. This might be a quick conversation. Uh, cool. Also, got Ken from the ATL. Welcome ATL, to the show, Ken. Ken is here. Ken, who we got with us? We got uh, Andre Wednesday. He's, he's going to call Arizona in. Arizona State. Arizona State, yeah. We'll talk about them, too, because there's a few things uh, he might not know about them that they're doing right and they're doing differently. But first, though, we got some uh, – definitely I'll talk about UConn. We'll get the UConn, Victor. I know you guys watched some of that game. Coach, you might have been busy watching film. Um, <laughs> let me get this. No, he was watching Desperate Housewives. <laughs> and you were guest star last night. <laughs> Yeah, I'm watching Desperate Housewives on this team, that's for sure. Okay. Hold on, let me, let me get this out, fellas, and then remind me to uh, uh, get this back out before we get off the air, my, P, my PSA. Uh, on May 14th, the willpower, that's will, W-I-L, not W-I-L-L. On May 14th, the willpower challenge aims to mobilize community support to further its mission to educate children and their parents on ways to live healthier and more active lifestyle through the race to lose a 5K at Tempe Town Lake. Proceeds will benefit the willpower. That's one L, W-I-L. Proceeds will benefit the willpower challenge, a childhood obesity prevention nonprofit organization. And for more information or to register for the 5K checkout, which I'm probably going to do also because I, I love the 5Ks, www.tucsonracing.com backslash race to lose dot htm or contact Lydia at willpowerchallenge at gmail.com. Lydia at willpowerchallenge at gmail.com. Uh, what's that, what else we got here? Uh, Power Challenge at Gmail. Uh, sponsorship opportunities are available too. So uh, 888-346-9144. Uh, give us a call like that. Give us a call if you want to be uh, a part of that. Uh, it's a great call. Again, it's for childhood obesity and uh, also living a healthier life, a healthier, more active lifestyle, and starting off with a 5K run down in Tempe Town Lake. If you haven't been down there, uh, there's a lot of great things to do down there. The atmosphere is always great down in Tempe. So come check that out. Give us a call or check out the one of the websites, and we'll mention that again on the air before we get off. All right, fellas, what's up? What's going on? Let's get on this game. The weakest game I've ever seen in the Hawks first. history. Hey, that don't matter, man. That's my Huskies, man. We did it. We are um, we got you know, five minutes to go field. Hey, I told you, man, I'm from, originally from Hartford, Connecticut, man. Okay, we, well, we I'll let them fly, dude. We always love to go for our basketball team. 
But you kind of grew up on him, so that can, that's 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 slidable. Look, look, let me tell you, you coming on here, acting like Ken, all right? Bandwagons <laughs> and all that crap. We don't want to hear what, that. What, a champion? I don't even know what that is, but we got to catch when he's in a good mood. You just say it ain't today. You know what kind of mood in. Because he had one, he have a Stella or a Guinness toasting up. But right now he's not even move. He 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 doing everything he can do. But his players, man, they have yeah, the, they have the game in their hand. They under control. Got the ball in their hand. If I got the ball with the final clock, final minutes on the clock, I got to pull that off. I got to win them. They ain't had like three this. games let's over go, there. Let's go like this. We got the ball with the final minute on the clock, fifty-two seconds. And, and where you choke. guys? Where we you guys choke. on the field? It really don't matter because it's a fast-paced game. We choke. They don't want to win it. They want. Then they want to. The, the fuss and moan and and other people want to look and point fingers and I told them stop pointing fingers because you point fingers you got three pointing back at you. I want each and every one of y'all look at the game film from first screen to the last screen and look at it. When I say look, I mean look at your position and tell me did you do everything that game that you needed to do to be successful? The answer is no, you didn't. I told y'all he ain't in a good mood. But look, these guys. Uh, what you need to do, man, is uh, watch the film together. Uh, I know, I know, you guys probably break up offensively, defense, and, and no, no, we don't. Listen, we'd watch the film together. I couldn't get through. A, I could barely get through the first quarter and a half without me blowing my top. Mm. Now well, you we close, lost man. the game, fifty-eight, sixty-three. When all us around you fail, you got to keep your composure. We, that way, they we, can uh, see they got a real leader. Fifty-eight, sixty-three. 58-63, minute, a minute on the clock, ball in hand, lose, interception. Yeah. So, you know, it's like those are pick. I got a, the guy ran the wrong route. If you're listening, you're getting cut today. <laughs> he ran the wrong route. The wrong, if he runs the right route, he's wide open. So if he's listening, he shouldn't come to practice today. He shouldn't come. He should just go ahead and check out because he's done. Might as well. The Turk is on his way. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I have a, I'm, hey, my, Kwame, you know me for I don't know how long. Ken, you're a bandwagoner, so you only know me recently. <laughs> <laughs> the problem I have is is we, you're put when you're put in a position to be successful, okay, and you don't do everything in that position that you're supposed to do. Now, the three we're one and three. We're one point two seconds away from being zero and four. Mm-hmm. We're 2.1 seconds away from being 4-0. Okay. Mm. So, they, yeah. so they can't match that time, right, or take advantage of the opportunity and in, in, uh, in the defining moments. Well, when you got your quarterback escaping to the wrong way, wrong, escaping the wrong way, you got people running every play. I got one to two receivers running wide open. Let me ask you this. Do um, y'all do pressure situations? I gotta, I gotta imagine that you do. It's, it's, it's coaching and it's football. You gotta put yourself in the worst situation at practice. So game time, um, they can think on the run. You do scenarios and situations well, see, at practice like, like that. It's probably like the end of practice when I'm like tired. When you can tire, you gotta be able to think more than off. It's not like the NFL. You don't have all day long to practice and watch film. You're not in the office at six and seven thirty in the morning, getting out at four o'clock. It's not the league. Well, what's y'all practice schedule? What's practice y'all time, y'all? Is, is Monday night we watch film, 
Wednesday night we get we get it in, and Thursday night we get in. These guys have full time jobs and families and stuff like that. So I'm only going to get them for two and a half hours a day on Wednesday mm-hmm. and Thursday. That's five hours of practice. Okay, and during those five hours of practice, we got to put install. We got to get ready for the game on Saturday. The problem I'm having is is you as a football player, as a basketball player, as a hockey player, baseball player, as an athlete, you want and you grew up wanting the last shot. How many times in the backyard, Ken, Quam, did we go out there and last second shot, Michael J, Clyde Drexler, Julius Irvin, boom, we hit the last, we run around with our hands up like we hit the last shot in, in, in real life. You know what I'm saying? And you don't go in every time uh, an athlete that did that, you want to be in that. So, well, I said more passionate athlete who wants to be that the guy, uh, have done that countdown three, two, one, hit that shot. Exactly. You, you got, you, you're just doing that all day long. Yeah, I when have the opportunity saying. presents itself for you to be the man, you crap the bed. You got to take advantage of that. Exactly, and that's our problem. We know we've had the ball the last the last series in the three games we've lost. Okay. The four games we've played, we've came down to the last minute of the game, and we've had the ball, and we, we, our offense can score whenever all eight guys are doing their job. When it gets crunch time, somebody looking around to see who's going to take, who's going to be the man, who's going to be the guy. I don't think you have any leaders up there, from what I'm hearing. Exactly. That's when the game right is there. when the game is when is when the air condition is good. Uh, you sitting out there on the field. Uh, it seems like these guys can play uh, without tensing up until the final seconds when they so have I a chance to do well. I think we're the best one and three team in the, in the IFL. Mm. We're the worst three and one team ever to play the game. I hear you, man. And the problem you. I'm having is the fact of I can only do so much. If I can go out there and chunk that rock, you know I would, Quam. Yeah, but you know what? You know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're coaching these guys, and not only coaching. I like to call coaching teaching also, because if you're not teaching them anything outside of football, then, and then you're just a coach. But I know you got to teach these guys life and all that stuff. And, and final second of the season of the moment, that's life. Man, that's Five, season of the moment, know, to have an opportunity, you know, you wait for that thing to knock on your door, and then you, you open it, and it's gone because you didn't seize the moment when it came. You know what? You know, if you look at my Facebook page, you know, Ken, you won't be able to look at it because you got that Lakers crap on yours. You want to do block Ken off? Yeah, I'll put my page. Change his middle name. I won't be on there when we win again. Change his middle name. Um, But, you know, Kwame, you know, Saturday morning, I put in in on the Eminem joint. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, lose yourself because that's what it's all about. When 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 the spotlight's on you, they give you the mic, handle your business. That's either going to make you or break you. And our problem is the team. To, we don't want to. You might want to watch your practice. Well, yeah, sure, you can't do that. You might have watch you some uh, football movies or something. And these these bammers, man. They, all they want to do is look pretty and run around with the girls. They ain't one. They ain't trying to play football. That's why a lot of them on their way out the door don't even know it. So you got a lot of front runners. They want to say, "I play ball. Here's my Steelhawk jersey. Don't you see me?" Exactly. Uh, the who first thing they did when they got that jersey is put them on Facebook. Mm. Are they coach you with that jersey and put it on Facebook like, oh, I'm a Steelhawk. Yep, I got something for you this week, buddy. Hey, coach, are they coachable? Do they want to be coached or do they just want to be out there and look pretty? They just want to be out here and look pretty. They, try to, they act like they're coachable because they, 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 they play the role sometimes, Ken. You know what I'm saying by that? Yep. 
you know, and the head, problem yes, I'm having with them is the like simple fact of uh, every time, you know, when you're talking, they're shaking their head in agreements like they understand, and then they get out there and do something different. Do something exactly, exactly. I got defensive end who want to run his mouth all the time about how he this and how he that, and go out there and just leave a big old doo doo spot on the field. I'm tired of them. I told them all. I said, I'm, I'm sick and tired of you. You're just what you are. You're bums. You're one and three, and you're going to always be one and three. So, so when them? you interviewed these guys one-on-one, they told you one thing, hyped you up, and then got on the field and showed you something totally different. Exactly. Now, yeah, do they have the ability me. to be what they say they can be? Most definitely. But to have any ability and have the desire are two different things. Uh-huh. And my yeah, problem desire, is, you can't have is, desire without passion and hope. You can't uh, have one without the other. Exactly. My thing is, is I'm tired of you. I'm don't keep him on me. I don't need mouth service, bro. I ain't gonna give you no money. I ain't gonna lay in the bed with you. I don't need none of that. You don't give me mouth service. You get leave that for the people out elsewhere. <laughs> I need no, you, you to play football. About, oh, okay. All I right. need you to play football. I need you to be a man of your word. And I've asked everybody, give me four hours a day, twenty eight hours a week. You got 168 hours in a week. You got 148, 40 hours to do whatever you want to do. 40 hours goes to the man for work. 28 comes to me, and you got 100 100 hours to do whatever you need to do in your life. That's a win-win for them. Exactly. They have all the time in the world. Just give me 28 hours a day. We will win a game. We will be successful. We have. Well, that's, 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 that'll tell you and show you right there, man. And when you, you know what somebody, uh, I found out last night. Well, I knew last night. One of my defensive backs, who's a veteran in this league. Uh-huh. Now, this is something that you will understand, Quam. This dude checks out. He calls combo twice, right? Uh huh. And he doesn't even combo, but he checks the combo. He makes the call. I don't understand that. He, I don't understand that. He, he makes, makes the call, call and the don't combo make the and combo. Okay, and we—that's 14 points he's given up. Which you got he combo, combo. Uh, half field to the uh, one side and, and, and quarters on the other? combo is just when you got two receivers coming, the outside guy take one, the inside guy take another one, and so they don't know who's taking who. Oh, you might got a bunch of uh, Neanderthals on your team. No, I got a bunch of dummies. <laughs> uh, straight dummies. And you know what? That guy that called that will not play this week. Ooh, wait. The, the, the veteran corner? The veteran corner will not play this week. Boy, you shaking up things over there at the Steelhawks, huh? I got no choice. Something has to happen. Let's take a break, man. You come down and get your breather. You know, I can't. On Friday. On Saturday. Because <laughs> he made that mistake. That's 14 points that he made. Where he from and, and UConn. We didn't hear him until he uh, came to UConn one, but we're we going to take a break. This is Kwame Lassen of Sports. Sometimes Rich, we can't from the ATL. Coach is mad. We'll be back. We'll try to calm him down on this break. Yeah. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Super Bowl champ Lionel Dalton is taking to the internet airwaves with his own brand of sports talk. You'll go inside the mind of the players and find out if blacklisting really happens, what their thoughts are on training camps, where the former NFL players are now, and why being drafted by the wrong NFL team can kill a promising player's career. Lionel will also cover what's up with the Baltimore Ravens. Tune in to Sports Talk with Lionel Dalton live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Uh, we're back. We're going to cut that music real short because this time be going fast. Welcome back to the Kwame Lodge Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. 888-346-9144. Call in. And don't forget on May 14th, the World Power Challenge aims to mobilize community support to further its mission to educate children in their presence, uh, and I'm sorry, in their parents on a way to live in a healthier and more active lifestyle through the race to lose 5K at Tempe Town Lake. Proceeds will benefit the Willpower Challenge, a childhood obesity prevention nonprofit organization. Let's go to the Yukon National Champions. Now they they were saying um they were saying a whole lot that Calhoun sixty eight, the oldest coach has ever won. I'm like, so what? He know how to coach. But then I thought a little more further into that, that okay, he's sixty eight, he's coaching guys that's 17, 18. Andre Smith, we, you may you may be the test of this because the same situation over there at ASU. ASU had a good team, but let's talk about UConn right now and we'll get to that. How does a 68-year-old man relate to guys that's 17, 18, 19, 20 uh, and get these guys to play at a high level and win a national championship? He's 6-1 in the Final Four. Um, man, I say they just – they're buying into his system. They're believing in what he's saying, and they got a guy that on that team, Kimball Walker, who is a, a leader who they're following, and they followed him all the way to the title game to, to make it happen. And when you look at this team, they have four freshmen and two sophomores that play. So that's six guys who really don't have the experience other than being in high school that just won three tournaments this year. They started the season unranked, went to Maui, Won that tournament. That's how they got ranked. Had a tough, you know, year in the Big East, but the Big East is tough anyways. Went through the tournament in the Big East, five games in five days, whooped everybody. Then they went to the NCAAs and won a national championship. These guys here, they're young. They're all young. We've got four freshmen, uh, two of them that are big-time players on the team with, uh, you know, Jeremy Lamb and Shabazz Napier. You know, those guys are straight out of high school, and right. they are – they're gonna. I, I put it to you like this. I, don't be surprised if they make it to Elite Eight or Final Four next year again. 
Oh, I won't be, I won't be surprised right here. I don't know at all. Not when they right got here. that young team and not when they had a leader like Kemba Walker. And you mentioned him as a leader. I thought that's exactly what got him through. You talk about uh, Calhoun and his experience. Yes, they bind into a system. That's easy to do when you go to a program like that who's won national championships. Uh, yes, they bind into the system. And Calhoun, uh, being the guy and coach who, that he is, uh, these guys respect him. I thought Jeremy Lamb played a pivotal part and what they did over there uh, last night, beating Butler uh, 53 to 41. A freshman guy, just five months ago, this guy was in high school. Uh, right here in our backyard. Yes, and Gardner, uh, he, he took care of one of the top guys that Butler had and gave him no way out. Man, they played no way out. I thought the freshman got him through the defense. Because if, if you saw the game, it was tough to watch. I almost thought they put the wrong rims out there, they just couldn't hit anything. Well, they, they went one for 25 inside the paint. How do you do that? How do you go? Halftime. Then it became a defensive battle again. Then UConn went on another run, and, and that's what did it for them. Is that in defense and Butler missing pretty much every shot in the paint they took. Yeah, well, Butler, uh, when they played VCU, they was able to put up 70 points. Now, VCU doesn't have the UConn players they have. They don't have that big man in the paint. Uh, when Connecticut uh, beat Kentucky, it was a close game. came down 56-55. It's a defense. You got to look at those those two scores and say that the UConn plays defense when it when it counts. They plays defense throughout the game. Those guys are, and you mentioned the four freshmen, uh, when they came in and had their role, played their role, they were on top of their game. And it's amazing that uh, these guys that were just in high school come out and do that against a, a good Butler team. I'm not gonna say Butler deserved to lose this game. I'm not. Butler was there last year. You got to give you know what? I'm gonna interrupt. And, and you, you said something earlier, Quam, about. How do how does a sixty eight year old man relate to a bunch of you know eighteen nineteen twenty one year old kids? Right. You know it's about you know Jim Calhoun picked up has a leader and his leader stepped up and set himself as a leader. Kimba Walker oh, yeah, did that, his actions. Okay? Definitely. So those other five or six players that play, what they did is is they understood what Kimba Walker brought to the table and what he does bring to the table. And they bought into what Kimba Walker was doing. And that way it just transferred into what Jim Calhoun wanted done. And when you have six to seven to eight guys who, when the light comes on in one person's head, the same light comes on in the rest of the guy's head, you have mm-hmm. no choice but to be successful. Well, I'm, I'm sure all you guys would agree with this uh, on the phone. When, when guys, are, when you have a team and the concept of uh, – helping and working with each other to win games or having a final uh, result as a uh, you feel good about the end game. When you got a team, that, when those guys understand their roles, you have a successful team. You can lose a game or two. You can lose in, in basketball situations. You can lose nine games. You can go 30, what you can't go, 33-9 and nine or 31-9. and nine. You can lose nine games and at the end of the day be national champions. But when you got guys that understand their role, Kimball Walker, I watched him when they played uh, – I think it was Gonzaga early in the uh, tournament. Uh, when he broke that guy down, and that guy was start, uh, almost looked like he broke his knee, twisted his knee. I said, that's the best player in college basketball today. Not that his leadership, but when, how those guys followed him. Now, he, his, his role for that team was to be a leader because of the freshmen and because of the underclassmen he had, and he did exactly that from day one since he left Maui. Uh, and those other guys fell into place and say, well, we have a leader. Let's do our part. That's how you win games. I don't care what sport it is. I don't care if you're bowling. you got to talk to the bowling balls. That's your teammate. 
And them guys won the guys national championships. Yeah. National this champions. is a team that you got to remember. This is a team mostly comprised of, uh, of freshmen and and a couple of sophomores. They, it takes time for them to mesh with a floor general, a leader, another junior or senior like a Kimball Walker. Remember, Kimball Walker three years ago was in the Final Four with the last UConn team and averaged 12.8 a game during that time. So this is a, a veteran who they, they said, you know what, Kimball, we're going to follow you. You're the veteran. You've been to the Final Four before. But it just took time to get the freshmen and the sophomores on board to follow uh, not just the system but buy into – uh, Calhoun's system and into Kimball Walker where his game plan is to, as a floor general is to run the floor make sure guys are where they're supposed to be at and know exactly where they're supposed to be at when he gets ready to uh, dump that pass off behind somebody once he got uh, two-on-one coverage or something like that but they finally gelled they messed and as you can see going into the Big East tournament this team was undefeated since the first game right didn't lose now, if that, game and, and, and if that's a team that didn't blend and didn't mess well I don't know what it is. That was an unbelievable performance uh, during the run. Maybe not the, the, the cutest game they've ever played, but the run itself was uh, was very historical. In my Can opinion. you leave the word cute out of your repertoire, please? <laughs> You're talking about football? Seriously. Hey, one thing Basketball, we can't anything cute sports, leave the word cute out of it. You know, Kimba Walker <laughs> believed in these guys as well. You know, to have four freshmen out there on the court with him and to, to, to give up the ball sometimes to these guys, especially Jeremy Lamb the, the, on, off the baseline, hitting those jumpers and, and making the passes. He had about, what, five or six assists also. So he was believing in them that they're going to get the job done as well. But they all knew who the leader was. Yeah, well, the leader he definitely did. Lamb ended up, he, he played 31 minutes uh uh, ended up with 12 points in that game, and he he held his own, man. 12 points, freshman in a national championship game, D and down. Uh, who's that guy over there? Howard? No, no, no. Uh, Mac. Yeah. Sheldon uh, Mac. Sheldon Mac. Shut him down. He was just too long for Mac. Yeah, them long. Yeah, he, he got like a seven-one wingspan. And he's six-five. It's crazy. Yeah, well, them guys, UConn finished the season, man, 32-9, and nine, Butler 28-10. Butler had a good run, man. They still – they're going to be good recruits because they got a young coaching staff over, the, over there. Uh, these guys were here. And you got to remember, who left Butler last year early for the draft? You Gordon gotta, Hayward. And he was Gordon Hayward. Imagine this guy's there. And it's just that one player. That one player makes a difference. But, but, but like I was saying, these guys, man, they gonna, the more times – they're going to get a chance to win. Two years in a row, they playing in the final. They playing in the final games. Uh, just playing a team that's better than them, teams that's been there before and, and have know how to understand that pressure. And that's when the guys on those teams that win, the leadership comes in play. And and this is what we were talking about earlier, coach. Final six of the game, man. That leader got to step up. And you like you like to think it's the quarterback, but it could be anybody on that field that's a leader. Without the lip service. Um, don't say, come on, guys, let's do this, and you're not doing your part. Don't call a combo, and you don't combo, stuff like that. You want to win leaders. You take that missing link or that weak link, if he's not willing to get strong with the rest of the guys, get him out of there. But because yeah, congratulations. Lead to, uh, by example. Can't always lead by talking. That's the key. And you know what? That's the key. We got players who, you know, you know what speaks louder than anything in the whole wide world? is your actions and what you do. If you go out there and you ball out, no matter what you said prior or what you say after, it's all small talk because your actions spoke loudly, volumes for everything you've done. And this is something that we've all been told as a kid. Your actions speak louder than words. Remember that. 
Yeah, and, 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 we and, got a situation. and at the end of the day, when that's all said and done, don't don't, don't let somebody proceed to see you and make you and think you somebody than you are. That's why psych is more important than perception. People can perceive you as one thing in another, but if they don't know the facts about you, that's that's all it is. And then they don't really don't know. They're not taking the time to know you. But fact is more important than perception, man. You gotta you gotta remind those guys that it's a fact that we can't finish games in the final seconds. Mm-hmm. It's perceived that we're the best team that's one in three. Which how you want to end the day? How you want to end this season? As a perception te- a perception team or a team that that we did things in, and here's our facts. Exactly. You want to be perceived as a good team, or you want to have to be known in paper on 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 the paper saying, "Look, this team is so and so and so and so very good team." You know, it, it's all about how you want to do it. How you want to come to work? You want to come to work um, ready to motivate and ready to rock and roll, or you want to come to work looking at five, looking for the clock at five till five o'clock? Yeah. You know what? Let me and and, and we got two minutes into the break, man, and we want to get into some other stuff. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna say one thing, one more thing about Kimball Walker. When I watch this guy play, he reminds me of Dwayne Wade. He reminds me of Dwayne Wade. He looks he the way he slashes, man. Dwayne Wade's a slasher. The way he slashes, uh he's gonna fit an NBA team perfectly. Hopefully he don't go somewhere like Minnesota, somewhere where he never gets to be what he's supposed to be. I'm gonna interrupt you on that. I'm gonna tell you who he reminds me of. I'm gonna go old school on you. The way he handles the rock, the way he dishes the rock, the way he tra- the way he penetrates, he reminds me a little bit of Sherman Douglas. That's just my thought process. Sherman, that we go to Michigan State. No, from Syracuse. Syracuse, Syracuse. He just reminds me a little bit of him the way he just general, general, general. He's a general on that floor, and I'm going old. I'm going old school because that's his game. Is he has an old school kind of game? Yeah, he does. He's from the Bronx. He, he, he reminds me of Sherman so much. He's like the game. Um, crazy. Yeah, he's gonna have a great career. If the NBA plays, you know, there's a lot of talk with the lockouts. You know, there's some guys at Carolina. Um, that shit could be coming out, but they, they probably will stay, at least two of them. Yeah, a lot uh, of guys are not hiring agents because they're not sure if, if there's going to be, be a lockout. lockout and then they can go back this to might school. be a year where all these guys are talking about coming out. They might stay in. Now, think about this. If Kimba Walker stays, no, with those five, if Kimba Walker stays, this is a team that can very well repeat. Yeah. Like the Lakers, Coach. That's but we don't see something like the Lakers. Come back, we'll talk about that. We'll take a break. But don't forget, for more information, or register at 5K. Uh, check out www.tucsonracing.com backslash race to lose dot htm or contact Lydia at willpowerchallenge at gmail.com. I'm last for the sports sometime, Rich. We came from the ATL. We'll be back in about two minutes. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the the Voice America Sports Channel. 
It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Rich, we came from ATL, but we are back. We were talking off the air. See, I like we just go into the commercial while we're talking or come back talking. Either way, it's good. Um, but we're talking about a lot of those guys at UConn coming and going um, and how to prepare for. Uh, to be successful, and, and Coach was alluded to this earlier in, uh, in a couple of segments ago. When you when you know what it takes to win, you can prepare for it. When you don't know what it takes, you you you're confused on the field. You move a lot slower. You're hesitant. Um, you, you just can't get it done. You just can't get it done, and you, you'll be a second late. But you can practice and prepare when you know what the, the end game is. When you know when the final game is, you know what the the reward is at the end of the day. You can prepare as such. But when you don't, it's, it's very difficult to do so. Now, in the Steelhawks case, well, they got a good coach. I know how he coaches. He is a hothead. Uh, but I know those guys should be ready to play when they show up. It's just that final second. And we 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 keep our eyes on them. Can you know? Can you do all that um, fan page stuff? You haven't put the Steelhawks up there yet, have you? No, they won't win. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, talk to me about the Nuggets beating the Don't Lakers. Put champions and winners on there, you know that. Well, I think I go put the Lakers up after the show. You, you ain't put. You not putting the Lakers up? Then they just uh, the Nuggets just beat them. So do yeah, them. We still come one in the power ranking for the week. Power you both ranking. won't win a championship this year. I, I hope the Lakers are in it. That makes for a good. Uh, uh, last year I had seven game series at my house. It was off the chain. So I hope the Lakers they are in it because it's more exciting with the Lakers. And I don't care who's in it from the East because you got the uh, Chicago, you got Miami, you got the Celtics. Any one of those teams would be good against if the Lakers are coming out the West. Well, it's not going to be the Wizards. Let's just say that it's not going to be the <laughs> it's not going to be the Wizards. <laughs> Definitely not gonna be the Wizards, but you and your Lakers, man. The um, the Denver Nuggets are for real, and they they for real because of the streak they've been on. Not a not a winning, not a losing streak, but they just consistent winning since Carmelo Anthony has been gone. And then they beat the Lakers last night. Lakers in seven. Um, I mean, they're okay team. They made some trades, kind of threw the Lakers. I don't say they can beat the Lakers in seven, but I'm saying they didn't play up to their you know play up to their their competition. I, I think they still wouldn't have thought this was a 
uh, a watered-down version of Nuggets, you know. And it wasn't really that bad of a game. It was a real close game throughout the whole game. Kobe didn't really play that much. Uh, he kind of just you can you can see they're starting to rest him more going towards down to the end now. Why? Why would they do that? Don't they want uh, first place on the West? He has a bruised knee. He just had an MRI done yesterday. So I think the Lakers are going to be fine finishing at one or two. Um, they're going to start resting most of their players and just get ready for a playoff run. And when you know once the playoff run starts, nobody's not going to be able to beat the Lakers in seven. You know what? I'm done talking to you, dude. <laughs> well, we've been talking about this the last couple of years. You always come out on the short end of the stick. My dude don't even make the playoffs, so I don't even care. And my favorite, my my team I grew up on, we always make. We don't win a couple championships, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you grew up with uh, Washington, grew up in Boston. What Boston Celtics? Yeah. Playing ball, and you and, and okay, let's say the Lakers. There's not a team out there that can beat them in a seven-game series. But there's, there are teams that can take them to seven games. And then when they play for the championship, you're talking about Kobe, you're talking about Gasol, you're talking about Bynum who stays hurt, you're talking about Odom who is hot and cold, you're talking about these guys going seven games, six to seven games. Uh, the East is going to be five and six at the most. And nobody's going seven games out of the East. It's going to be five or six at the most. Now you're talking about some guys being rested um, – to play a not to play a world championship, you know. The, the I don't West, know if the Lakers the conference are, prepares you to win a championship. The East, uh, after the saying? top four teams, really, there's nothing else really left there. Uh, one, two, three, and four. I'm not even really sold on four. One, two, and three. That's it. Because uh, after you look at the the Magic, the Hawks, four, five. After that, uh, there's nothing else there. Uh, the West, one through eight, can beat you. Eight can beat one, seven can beat two, uh, six can beat three. That is a conference right there that will, will battle prepare you for the championship. Yeah, but that, that same battle is going to take you seven games while, there's somebody on the, while the teams on the East are resting, and that team that comes out of the East didn't play it, probably played five or six games less than the, whoever comes out the West. Well, let's look at the, the first game West last year. In the, East. First, the first series, That's Lakers and the Thunder. Thunder took the Lakers seven games and barely won at the end. But guess what? After that, they went to Utah, beat them, what, in, in five or six, and right. then uh, ended up beating the uh, Suns uh, within, what, uh, six. And then after I that, think the team beat- that's supposed to win should win in five games. Uh-huh. The team that's supposed to win should win in five games and let that be done. When you go to six games, now you just, you just put yourself in a bind where you're going to have to win it at home. But this is what you talk about, your AC can beat a one. I mean, you got to remember something. Every team in the playoffs that's going to be out of the West is over 500 and is close to 50 wins. The last two or three plays, uh, what, six, seven, eight teams in the Eastern Conference are below 500. And this happens every year, time after time. The last three playoff spots in the East Coast are under 500. So it's not that much of a competition as it is the West. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the West is the West is stronger by far. Anyway, the West is stronger by far. You got teams uh, in the West battling for ninth and eighth place. That if that ninth team does get in, that team can win games. That team can take it to a six game series. So yeah, no, without question, man. Right now, in the West is stronger. Right there, the West is more. They more strategic when it comes to. Uh, Final, final minutes of the games and planning and getting them points and who has the ball. In my opinion, the East is more a freestyle, freestyle situation where them guys going out there and they shooting. You, you watch, you watch the Miami Heat and how they found their way 
to what their team is. You you, you look at uh, the uh, New York Knicks. They they form a chemistry. Now whatever they do from here on out, that, that's icing on the cake because they only had about twenty five games, twenty seven games together. But look for a team like the Knicks to be one of those front runners coming out of the East next year. Now, regardless of what Dwayne Wade and uh, LeBron James have over there, and um, because it's just two of them, it's just two. I don't even mention Chris Bosh because he's a he's um. listed as a center. He's listed as a center. This guy's a forward and wants to shoot twelve footers and won't get down in the paint. When he's down in the paint, he's getting garbage baskets. Okay, that is what it is. They, he may get twenty five points. He may get fifteen points. Uh, but that's not consistent. And you're talking about the New York Knicks when these guys get that chemistry together. If they keep Chauncey Billings, and this is what I think, he is the callus to get those guys going. You have uh, Mm -hmm. Sotomayor, you have uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, but Chauncey Billings, a general, he's been a a, um, MVP uh, in the uh, championship game. He has championships. He's the guy to make that team go, and it would be one of the front runners, the New York Knicks. Not discounting now what Chicago uh, Bulls have over there. Um, not discounting uh, the Celtics. Celtics are getting older. Depends on what they're doing. They're letting people go. They could have helped them. Now you got who's sitting over there in uh, Oklahoma? Or did he go to uh, Kendrick Oklahoma? Perkins. Kendrick Perkins sitting in Oklahoma when they need him right now. Shaq's come in. Shaq returns to the game. Then he leaves. Because he hurt again. He's hurt again. He returns. Then he leaves. Oh. Well, we'll see, man. We got a Jermaine O'Neal got about a minute left. Let me see. I don't know. Hey, I got to roll, guys. Y'all have a good day. Um, I got a lot of work to do. I got to go back in my lab. Got some cutting to do. Yeah, I got a lot of cutting to do. It ain't no you ain't got to go either. back in your lab because what you're doing works. You just can't control that final state. Maybe it's mental. Maybe it's mental with those guys. What you're doing works. I don't know if going back into the lab figuring out who you're going to cut. But you don't need to change no plays for them guys. Oh, I'm not changing plays. I'm going to the ladder. I got to break down. I got a lot of work I got to get done. So I got I to gotta, I gotta stay steady in order for us to continue to try to even look like we're going to be successful. How many games so, you want to make it look like? How many games y'all got? Uh, we, got nine, we got 10 games left. 10 games left, one and three. Y'all need to win 80% of those right now, probably 85%. Oh, I, I, we can, we can. I don't see why we can't win ten. We can't win one hundred seven. We can't. There's no. I don't have a problem with going eleven and eleven and four. Eleven and on three. I don't have a problem with that. All right. What we have to do is we have to ball out and, and play football. That's all we got to do. We got to play sixty minutes of football. We played fifty eight minutes of football on on Friday night and lost. Them guys, like they get their minds right. They'll probably be nine and five. And you know that's good. Listen up, Quamp. I could care less about their minds. They gotta get their hearts right. Cause if your heart ain't in it, you ain't no. The mind ain't gonna follow. Yeah, they gotta be the heart. They get to the heart right. That's what I question. But they in don't the have the heart right because they had the heart right. They their 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 heart would. would. Kwame, I've been preaching since February twelfth. When you're tired, when you when your back is against the wall, technique pulls you through every time. I'm not gonna argue with that. I agree with that. Every time. That's why you gotta have a basic to go to. Um, and if I'm, like I said, I'm sure you, you got to lean, these guys. If, if you can't lean on technique, then you're never going to be successful no matter what it is. If you're a computer program, if you don't understand the wording or the whatever they call it, you're not going to be successful. You have something to always lean back on. As a football player, you always have to lean. When, when you're tired and your athletic ability is, 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 is down because you're tired, and your mind is elsewhere, or your mind is just beat and tired, 
you fall back on technique and it'll push you through no matter what. Hey, this is life. This is why I say coaches need to be teachers also. When you call yourself just a coach, then you're going to be uh, – you know, you're going to be in a situation where you're going to be frustrated and stuff like that. But you you hitting the nail on the head. you, you got to do that. And then heart-wise, they can be tough all they want to, but them final seconds, now it's come down to mental mistakes and, and competingly, uh, repeatedly making those mental mistakes. Now you're dumb. Now it ain't got nothing to do with heart because a lot of guys are physically enough to play football. They're physically enough to play a physical sport, hockey. Well, mentally, a lot of guys fall short. You, we see guys all the time, every year. What happened to this guy? He was good in college. Well, there's not a lot of pressure in college like it is on the next level, on a pro level. You physically can play the game, but mentally you're a Neanderthal. You're an idiot. Exactly. Exactly. You can't play. And when you make those mistakes in the final seconds, that's what you're getting paid for. You're getting paid for to win games in the fourth quarter. Oh man, and, and, and the bad thing about it, I know we got to go to break, but the bad thing about it is, it's not getting you know, it's not just getting paid to win games in the fourth quarter. This is what you do as a football player. You want the ball in your hands with four seconds, with four, five, one, two, three, whatever number on the clock left in the game, you want that ball in your hands. Absolutely. Because I know for a fact, I know you, Kwame, I know for a fact, if it's one minute left in the game, you'd rather be, have the defense on the field and let you be at safety than have the offense on the field. Yeah, I, I love that situation all the time, but you're right, man. We're going to go to break, man. You're going back to the lab, but I'd rather be on the field in the final seconds. It's always good when the offense can nail down and, take the, uh, and finish the game off, but I don't have no problem being on the field to win a game. That makes yep. you who you are in those crunch situations. All right, my man, go, go into the lab. We're going to take a break, and we're going to talk. We're going to talk man, I'm going to see all these yeah, underclassmen yeah. coming out, see what Ken and uh, Dre think about this. All right, y'all have fun, guys. Peace out. All right, all right buddy. Come Sometime Rich, we came from ATL. We'll be back in about a minute. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. And everybody else, this is Kwame Lazarus Poor. 
It's my Barry White boys down. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back in. Uh, we got a minute with Ken. Uh, Ken, I'm okay. I'm back. I'm back. I was talking crazy. I was had the lights off and I was to myself. Crazy. We got a minute with Ken coming up. He got. He always has some good stuff coming up. Coach B, he's he's gone. He went back to the lab. He is frustrated. But there's a lot of situations uh, uh, we talked about off the air that he can do. And you know, it, it's on the players. But you know, you got to prepare these players. Uh, to get to get in those situations, you got to prepare, prepare these players for two minute drills. You got to prepare them for final seconds of the game, and maybe he need to do that. Mm-hmm. We got a minute with Ken. It's on you, Ken. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, something that we touched on a little bit last year. Uh, there was an ugly situation at a Oakland Raiders and Forty ers game last year when there was a fight in the stands, and and now it seems to be carrying on to the baseball field now. Uh, two ugly incidents this past week in sports. We had the San Francisco Dodgers and the uh, San Francisco Four, uh, Giants opening day game. Uh, a guy, a Dodger fan was, uh, I'm sorry, as a Giants fan was brutally beaten down by two Dodger fans after the game. Uh, another situation, St. Louis Cardinals and the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, there was a brawl after the game there where a Philly fan was beaten to death. This man lost his life. At a ballpark, at a at a sports bar, at a ballpark, this debates to wonder where is is it too much violence in sports due to the alcohol that's been served at the stadiums? Because all three incidents that we always hear about always have something to do with alcohol at the ballpark. Is this a time where Congress needs to step in, or the commissioners of both of these needs need to step in and say, "Hey, no more alcohol at ballparks because it induces violence." that we forget why we're going to the actual games for. And not only were we going to the games for a pastime to watch these games, to watch our favorite athletes play, but we're forgetting about who's also at these games watching these games. The kids. This is ugly situation where we have to go to ballparks with our kids and watch fans at a game killing another fan over alcohol. What's your guys' take on that? I'll tell you I one. Agree with you. I mean, this something has to be done because that's completely ridiculous. That is not why anybody goes to a game to see, you know, fans fighting in the stands or fighting after the game over their over what? You know, what are they fighting over really? I mean, if their team won or lost, they're upset about it. Okay, that's not a reason to go beat somebody to death. And you, you're right. You got to keep in mind these there's kids around here. Do you really want? Kids, if you're bringing your family to a game to enjoy the day, to enjoy a, a baseball game or whatever game you go to, you're not going there. To, you don't want to expose your kids to things like that. You know, these sometimes people need to think and, and they need to to really realize where they're at and what what's, what their surroundings are and, and just get a grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you got to take all the put the weight on the uh, put the weight on this situation, the emotional and. Uh, the physical distress it can cause on a little kid just to see something like that. You raised in a certain household, uh, you're not prepared for all that. You're not prepared for death. You're not prepared for going to a, a, a game that's supposed to be a lifetime experience. You may be with your dad. You may be with your friends. Uh, it's supposed to be fun, and you go witness a beatdown. Ken, you made a good point on the fan page. Uh, one of the things was limit their drinks. Now, if they come in drunk, you should just like you can't go inside a club drunk. They will, they will turn you away. Right. You can't come into the ballpark drunk already, inebriated to the point where you, 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 you're you walking sideways and you're stumbling. And then when you get in the park, you allow two drinks is a, a minimum, a maximum 
uh, that you can have while you're at the park. At the same time, if you go into parks like that, a lot of people are not going to go. They can't get in drunk. They're not going to drink. Uh, they're not going to the games. And, and fans not at the game equates to no money for those players. Uh, fans really what make the game uh, what it is, along with a lot of revenues outside of that. But you got to have fans on the game so it looks good at TV. It's just unfortunate that Congress, Congress has to step up. Unfortunately, they don't do their own research. They don't do their own uh, uh, work on what's going on taking place. Somebody has to bring that to them for them to take a stance or for them to get involved with it. Yeah, and, how many and, more fans have to die before they step in? If if the if the commissioner Buzz Selig's not going to do anything, Congress has to do something. I mean, yeah, exactly. Buzz, he's not going to do anything. He he just going through the mo- to me. He's going through the motion. He he thinks this is what's needed. Uh, there should not be there should not be any fights at a game. Whether your team win, lose, or draw, there should okay. We got to play each other again. Fans are just a part of the game as the players um, when they're in the stands. The, the cheering and all that stuff coming on. When you got smart fans that know when to cheer during the game, let's say you had a football game, basketball, two minutes, your, the opponent's offense are on the field. There's some smart fans in these stadiums because they are loud as I don't know what, uh, but when their offense is on the field, it's quiet. You can, you can, you can hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. You got smart fans, man. You got to know when to cheer. Uh, well, not when to cheer, but when you got smart fans, there should be any fighting in there. There should be any fighting at the stadium if your team lose. We got to play you again. It's just it's fun rivalry. That's what, a fun rival is what it is to me. Um, but you, you talked about these teams. You talked about Oakland. Oh, uh, when in situations like that, they come in there to the stadium already looking like mass murderers. But look what they're doing in the parking lots before the games. Before any game, basketball, baseball, or football, what do people do in the parking lot before they walk into the game already? They're they tell they're there and they've been drinking. The game, game starts, okay, the game starts at... All the booze you can drink and food you can eat. That's it. The game starts at six. And more booze than food. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, you made a really good point. Any two o'clock. Any anytime you go somewhere else, you go to the club. They're not going to let you in if you if you're too drunk, and they're going to cut you off if they see you. I think exactly. uh, you know there's a lot of money involved, but these ballparks need to do a better job to uh, you know cut people off when they, when they see someone has been drinking too much, or before they get in the ballpark if they're inebriated, don't let them in. You know, unfortunately, hey, that's some things you just have to step up to the plate and mm-hmm. and just do it. Mm-hmm. And I got well, a lot of ballparks not going to to talk to the owner of the actual bar at the stadium where the uh, Philly fan was was killed to death. But it was actually a, the actual bar at the ballpark where everybody was in uh, celebrating. Uh, the the guy already said that the the it was standing room only. It was already packed in there. People were spilling drinks, just barely bumping into one another. So that tells me right there that they were, you, you have more of a over occupancy in there anyway than you probably were supposed to. Well, you know what? You know, you, you know when you're at a bar and it's packed like that, them bartenders, they just, what you want, what you have to drink, they, not, they just want to know. All they're listening for is what you want to drink. They're not looking to see if you're drunk or if you had too many. And that's the problem because when you put your money on the table, all they see is the money, let me fix you a drink. And and that should be the same. That should carry over to the same thing as far as going into the stadiums. The bartender should notice, or there should be somebody there to um, to see who's coming to buy these drinks and have they had too much to drink. Yeah, and that's too much. I mean, you drink it before the game. You drink it while you're sitting in the stands watching the game, and then you walk over to the bar inside the ballpark and start drinking up in there. That's too much drinking. 
Of course, you got to expect when you walk into a bar, uh, it's crowded in there, people celebrating a victory, you're going to be bumping to, into somebody, you, your drink is going to spill because guess what? They filled the drinks all the way up to the rim. So, right. of course, when you're in a bar like this and it's packed, you bump into somebody, you expect to get a drink spilled on you. It's not to the point to where you got to go and kill someone. Well, man, as always, a minute with Ken is always good. A minute with Ken is really a segment because it, far, since we've been doing a minute with Ken, it's always been it always carried on to the the, the segment of the show. Um, but it, but it's good, man. It's good, it's good information. Check out the fan page. He also does that. Uh, he also do a lightweight minute with Ken on the fan page. We got two minutes to break. I mean, to the end of the show. Um, but yeah, the fans being fanatics, man. They need to they need the two drink minimum. So what you do, what you do outside the stadium is, is is on you. But when you come in here, you only allow two drinks minimum. The only thing is, there's millions and millions of dollars, man, that uh that goes into it at the end of the season. How much they get on concession stands and stuff like that. It's gonna be tough. Uh, it's gonna be tough because a lot of people are not gonna go into stadiums they can't drink. Um, next week, man, this is what I want to talk about. Uh, put this in your database so we can we can talk about it during the week on the fan page. Uh. 2011 NBA draft early entries. Uh, we, we, we'll put some names in their schools and their positions, uh, but I do want to talk about these guys, and especially with the uh, NBA possible lockout like the NFL has going on right now with a possible lockout. you got a lot of juniors. you got about three freshmen and three sophomores, two freshmen, three sophomores, um, and these guys coming, their chances coming out. We'll talk about that next year, man. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> next week. We're going to talk about that next week. Uh, me and Andre doing the show for the whole year, huh? <laughs> we, we, man, we, how long have we been on? Three years? It's all good. Yeah. We've been doing it for a minute, but I, I talked to you off the air, Ken, uh, before the show started, so I do want you to do a minute with Ken also on some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, we're going to close up, man. I appreciate it. Dre, thanks for coming in, man. Come on the show more often, man. We, you know, when Coach, when Coach go on his little rants and raving, you know, it take up most of the show, but it's his show too, so. <laughs> hey, not a problem. Thanks for having me. I'll definitely come on again. No, no problem, man. Hey, on May 14th, don't forget the Willpower Challenge. That's Will, W-I-L, Power Challenge aims to mobilize the community. Check out the website, www.tucsonracing.com, backslash race to lose, or willpowerchallenge at gmail.com. I ask for Lydia. Hey, we'll be back next week, as always. Take care. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.